0: Welcome, welcome to a special Christmas Day episode of Mindful Mayhem. I am your host, Santa's favorite little fat elf, Cody Tucker. All right, so it is my favorite time of year, Christmas, Uh, the time of year where I really wish I'd never stopped drinking. (laughs) like throughout you know the other 11 months out of the year it's pretty fucking easy like I don't really know why people complain about you know like being sober is so difficult it's actually really fucking simple and like I don't have to go to like AA or like some 12-step shit like you can just fucking just don't do it just don't look that's really all my shit is is that I can't do something a little bit. Everything I do, it has to be... Like, I have to do it as much as fucking possible. So, whether that be alcohol, food... Um, I mean, when I did used to smoke weed like a long time ago, it was like that. Like, like I have no impulse control. Or no ability to be like, oh, I, uh, that's probably enough. <laughs> so, you know, with alcohol, it's easy because I could just stop doing it. Like, I could just... Quit drinking completely and fucking easy. But like, you know, food's a different story because I can't not eat. So I'm walking that fucking tightrope now. Uh, And I usually gain a shitload of weight around this time of year. I mean, I really gain a lot of weight throughout all times of year, but (laughs) this one is really fucking bad. My stretch marks started getting a little sore. (laughs) Yeah, so... Merry Christmas to everyone, all the great Christians of the world. If you're Jewish and don't celebrate Christmas, well, you know, it, it, look, I have nothing against Jewish people. Like, that's the last thing I need to be doing is talking shit about, you know, like y'all have gone through enough. Um, but Hanukkah, from what I've read, seems really fucking boring. So, you know, I'm not one to shit on religion. <laughs> But I would definitely look into switching over to Christmas because you could still keep all the other Jewish stuff. I mean, I mean, none of it really seems that fun to me, but, you know, no religions really are. Um, Like, yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's not like you're really celebrating the birth of Jesus. That fucker was probably born in like August. I mean, I, nobody celebrates Christmas as the birth of Jesus. It's just Santa, elves, reindeer, you know, the good shit. Like, I, I don't think I've ever told Jesus happy birthday on his birthday. I you know, mean, maybe, maybe that makes me a a shitty uh, son, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. So, we'll see. I don't know. But to all my Jewish friends, well, all, you know, two of you, <laughs> not by choice. I would like to have more Jewish friends. Just the opportunity hasn't come, but um, Mazel Tov, Shalom, Shabbat, Shalom, Happy Hanukkah. Which I don't even know what Hanukkah is. I just assume it's on Christmas, <laughs> like Kwanzaa, which also like, I don't, I mean, I remember it seemed like Kwanzaa was like a fad. Like, I remember as a kid, people always talked about Kwanzaa. Like, it'd be like Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Like, they were three equally celebrated holidays. You know, not to say, you know, that they're not equal. Like, one's not, like, one's better than the other. I mean, Christmas is better than any of them, but, you know, whatever. Um, But, like, I remember Kwanzaa was talked about all the time. And I don't ever hear people talk about Kwanzaa anymore. Like, about people actually celebrate. Which, honestly, I don't Did anyone actually celebrate Kwanzaa? Because, I mean, not to brag, but, you know, I have a lot of African-American friends. And, uh, none of I Every time I've asked them about, like, Kwanzaa, they're like, we don't celebrate that shit. We celebrate Christmas. And they don't even use, like, a black Santa. Like, they all use white Santas. So, I don't really know. Gentrification, I guess. But. I mean I honestly I don't even know what like what the fuck is Kwanzaa? Time to use the old Google. What is Kwanzaa? A secular festival observed by many African Americans from december twenty sixth to january first as a celebration of their cultural heritage and traditional values. Yeah, but what do you do on it? current what the fuck? What is the real meaning of Kwanzaa? Fuck. Oh, in Swahili it means first. What the fuck does that mean? Ah, oh, fuck this. I mean, not fuck Kwanzaa, you know. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, that's good, I guess. I really, I just recommend everyone just switch over to fucking Christmas. Maybe that's very um imperialistic of me, but, you know. Christmas is fun as shit. Like, Hanukkah, from what I know... Of Hanukkah, uh, which is really just from like watching eight crazy nights. So, you know, but especially you get eight days of shitty ass gifts, which I would much rather have, which probably goes back to my like impulse control, have all the great gifts on one day and just have like a fucking, you know, toy orgy than to like spread it out over eight days. And from what I've heard, you don't get, like, great shit for those eight days. I guess a lot of that has to do with, like, how rich your family is. But, you know, I would imagine if you're Jewish, you're probably doing pretty good. Is that offensive to say that about, I mean, I guess it's really, yeah, it's a stereotype. The so stereotypes aren't good, even if they are sometimes true. Oh, well. Um, I should probably stop talking about that. <laughs> So, <coughs> <coughs> god damn, fucking Omicron So, um, I was thinking about like what it would take to get me to start drinking again, because especially around Christmas, like, like I said, I do actually kind of miss drinking. Like you know, drinking a fuckload of eggnog and throwing it up everywhere. It's always fun. Like, fucking ectoplasm. So, like, I was, like, you know, like, I was with some friends and they're asking, like, you know, like, what would it take for you to start drinking again? I was, like, and I was trying to just be dumb and say, like, oh, you know, Nicolas Cage would have to ask me, like, do you want to get fucked up? And I would get fucked up. And at first I was saying that as a joke. but Now that I've been thinking about it, that actually is what it would take. (laughs) And, I mean... So, I started thinking about, like, you know, what celebrities would it take, like, for them to be, like, you know, let's go get drunk. And, and you know, and, like, people have, like, there's, like, certain celebrities that are, like, famous for drinking. Um, like, Sinatra. Like, Frank Sinatra was famous for drinking. Which, you know, that would probably be fun to hang out with, I guess. Um, I mean, obviously not now. but, <laughs> uh, But, like, I think I would go. Like, the top three. Like, if I could pick a bender to have with three celebrities where we just spend, like, a weekend in Vegas just getting blitzed. Nicholas Cage, Christian Slater, Kiefer Sutherland. Those three. Like, I've read stories about... So, okay. So, this kind of got me into, like, a rabbit hole of... Because I think it's fucking awesome when celebrities are batshit crazy and don't really try to hide it. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I am fucking nuts. And I have, you know, called multiple people Nazis and bit them in the stomach, which I'm going to go into that story. But um, so, like, I think that, you know, like, I, I don't know. I like I have a fascination with celebrities who are just fucking out of their minds. Which is almost all celebrities. Like, you kind of have to be out of your mind to even be famous. Um, But actors seem to be more crazy than most people. Like, most celebrities. Because, like, comedians, for sure, crazy. Um, Oh, and thanks for coming out to see me do stand up the other night. (laughs) Speaking of. So, you know, comedians, musicians athletes definitely all have you know issues but actors play fucking dress up and make believe for a living and they're only popular and well known for not being themselves like the more you're able to not be yourself the better of an actor you are and the more famous you're gonna get like to like I didn't know that Christian Bale was not fucking American until like four or five years ago. Uh, same for Daniel Day-Lewis. Thought it, I thought, like, I was like, yeah, I'm sure Christian Bale's probably from like New York or something. No, this fucker's from goddamn Wales. But it's because, you know, he's a good actor. And I don't know shit about Christian Bale. I don't know what he's like as a person. Like, I can watch an interview with, you know... Say so like an athlete, like uh, Tim Duncan. I don't really know why the fuck I said Tim Duncan, but um, <laughs> probably a bad example. But, okay, Steph Curry. So I could watch an interview with, like, Steph Curry. Probably get a pretty good idea of how he is as a person. Like, he's probably not, like, doing pre- – he's not pretending. If I watch an interview with, let's see, like, John Hamm, also not a great example. John M.'s not like a great actor. Okay. Who's a fucking good actor? Uh, da, 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 da. Son of a bitch. How is this so hard to think of? Anthony Hopkins. If I was on an interview with Anthony Hopkins, I wouldn't really know if that's how he actually is because he's a fucking actor. And you have to almost assume that they're bullshitting 24 7. And a lot of them are. But back to my point. The ones that I like are the ones who are very, like, okay with the fact that they are out of their goddamn minds. So, again, this got me into, like, a rabbit hole of trying to look up some, like... Because there were some stories that I've, like, always, like, remember hearing about about certain actors and them just doing, like, wild shit. Um, so, I was, like... Well, let me look up some of these people and, like, look at some of the, you know, crazy shit that they've done. So, I'm going to run through some of them because it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, ta-ta-ta. Let me see. I had it pulled up. There she is. Okay. So, I was, like, going through a few actors who, like, basically, I just looked up act. I thought of actors in my head that I was like, oh, I would love to get drunk with these people. And then was like, well, I started noticing a trend. That all the people that I listed were psychopaths. And so I'm gonna go through and some of these stories you may know, some you may not. Um so the first person that I had put on my list of like people that I would start drinking again with was um Sean Penn. Um to be honest, Sean Penn seems like a fucking asshole. And he may be, he may not be, and If you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, I apologize. Um, God, it would be fucking hilarious if he was actually listening to this. There's not a chance in hell. But if he was just like sitting in, you know, some bunker in Haiti, just like this son of a bitch. (laughs) So. So, yeah, so Sean Penn kind of cooled off now. Like he just like builds houses for like earthquake victims and. Apparently he's a fucking snitch and got uh El Chapo caught. <laughs> so before that, in the nineties, when Sean Penn was, uh, I, I mean, I guess kind of at the height of his fame, Sean Penn's sort of always been at like the height of his fame, but in the nineties, so definitely was like when dead men walking came out, um, colors, like he was doing like all these like fucking gritty ass movies that are fucking amazing. Ain't Sean Penn is an amazing actor. Um, but out of his fucking mind. So people may not know this, but in the nineties in the like early nineties, he was married to Madonna and Sean Penn also had a tendency to just beat the shit out of people. (laughs) Like any, like, like paparazzi. Sorry, I got to fix my ears. Um, especially like paparazzi. So people tried to take his picture. He would usually just knock the shit out of them. Um, bit of an overreaction but I can also kind of understand it um he also went to a bit of an extreme on his wedding day (laughs) when he was married to Madonna a helicopter was flying over the wedding because they're getting married on this like kind of like on this beach like outside next to this like big house that was like the reception area for the wedding so again married on the beach outside Big house has, you know, they're stay everybody staying in. It's like where they're gonna have the reception, all this stuff. So these helicopters are flying over, taking pictures of the wedding, like paparazzi helicopters. Sean Penn leaves in the middle of the wedding to go get a fucking machine gun out of the house and walks back down the beach and starts shooting the machine gun at the helicopters. <laughs> Which, woo, that's um. Probably not a great thing to do. But also, pretty badass, to be honest. Now, shit gets a little worse. So, Sean Penn is married to Madonna for not very long. They make a movie together. I can't remember the name of the movie. But it was a fucking flop. So, they make this movie together. And it's like some shitty, like, gangster movie. Tequila Sunrise? Is that what it's called? It's something like that. It's some... It's, it's a... It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, and I watched Fred Claus the other day. So that should tell you a little bit. Um, it's it's a disaster of a movie. Um, so apparently that put like a strain in the relationship because Madonna's a shit actor. Sean Penn's an amazing actor. He's trying to put her into movies, but she sucks at it. So he's probably resentful, you know. So they're... Making so while this is happening, uh they basically start to go through a divorce. Like this movie like ruins a marriage, probably amongst other things, but uh because she was probably fucking like half of the Los Angeles Lakers at the time, but <laughs> um which to be honest is only like ten people, so I guess it's really not so bad. Anyways, um so Sean Penn apparently got a little angry with her. And broke into her hotel one night, tied her up to a chair, beat her in the head with a baseball bat, burned her with cigarettes, and um, just kept beating her and, like, burning her with cigarettes for nine hours straight, and then climbed out of the window, left, and just left her tied up in the chair. That's fucking intense. Now, also... I don't know if this says something about me that is not good but it's kind of a turn on to be honest. <laughs> I mean not the baseball bat part. That's, that's that's fucking extreme either with a goddamn Louisville slugger across the fucking dome. But, you know, seeing Madonna tied up to a chair, I'll be honest, it's kind of a fucking turn on. But especially 90s Madonna. Holy shit. Now she looks like a fucking whew she looks like the fucking Babadook, but (laughs) yeah. So Sean Penn kind of out of his fucking mind, but again, awesome drinking buddy. So go to the next one, Christian Slater. So Christian Slater, if you don't know, he was in Heather's. uh, What was this? Like, I guess that was probably like one of his first movies. He was in um, Heather's legend of Billy Jean. Um, Fern Gully, (laughs) Broken Arrow, Young Guns Two. To be honest, not a lot of great movies. (laughs) I mean, Heather's is good, but as I'm listing these off, (laughs) Christian Slater's not really in any good movies. He's in Interview with a Vampire. He took the part that River Phoenix was supposed to have, but you know he overdosed. But And Interview with the Vampire is one of the fucking gayest movies I've ever seen in my life. You know, not to say that in a negative way, but I mean, I guess I got, I sort of did. But um, there's a bunch of times in Interview with a Vampire where you're just like, if the camera was rolling for 10 more seconds, Tom Cruise is going to have a dick in his mouth. (laughs) Like, there has to be B-roll footage of Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt fucking. Just throughout the entire shooting of this movie. Like, it's a weird. A weirdly gay tension. Between the two of them. But you know. I can't blame them. They're both pretty attractive. I probably would have been in there. You know. Flicking my bean. Anyways. So Christian Slater. Uh, also batshit crazy. And I will read this story. Because it's pretty fucking awesome. So. Christian Slater was hanging out with Marlon Brando's daughter, Petra Brando. Already a bad idea. Because, uh, which I've talked about at length, um, how fucking nuts Marlon Brando was. Um, and his kids are crazier. Well, one of his kids killed someone. So there's something. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about his daughter, but she's probably batshit and nuts too. So, Petra Brando, Marlon, uh, Christian Slater's hanging out with her, hanging out with this dude, Jock Peterson, and this chick, Michelle Jonas. So Michelle Jonas was a chick that Christian Slater was dating at the time, or kind of like on and off dating. Apparently, they got into a little bit of a fight. Christian Slater was drinking tequila and doing an insane amount of cocaine, which is a common theme in Christian Slater's life. is <laughs> drinking a shitload and doing a lot of cocaine. Um... What, God goddamn! this story is so fucking good. So what happened is... <coughs> mm, Jesus Christ. So, what happened was, Christian Slater ends up coked out of his mind and on tequila, which from everything I've heard, not a great combination. He ends up getting in a fight uh, with Michelle Jonas. And psst, they say, like, hitting her. But, you know, I don't know. Probably did. So then the cops show up. And the cops show up and they're trying to, like, you know, calm Christian Slater down, which is not working. And the dude, so the Michelle Jonas is, um, you know, basically just getting the shit beat out of her by Christian Slater. And the guy, what was it, Jock Peterson, is trying to, like basically like stop the fighting when the cops show up jacques peterson is laying down and christian slater is biting his chest is beating him up biting his chest and screaming calling him a nazi (laughs) so that's what the cops walk in walk up to is christian slater star of broken arrow (laughs) biting a dude in the chest in the stomach and calling him a nazi So then the cops show. So now the cops are there. Cops run in. They're like trying to pull Christian Slater off. Christian Slater (laughs) starts grabbing for the cop's gun and trying to pull his gun out. And then the cops basically just beat the shit out of Christian Slater, take him to jail. And that's the end of that story. (laughs) Look, (laughs) there is no funnier prank than to run up to a cop and say, got your gun. Like, (laughs) don't do that. Um, You know. I could probably get away with it, but some, you know, sixteen percent of the population probably not. Um, yeah, if this story was Wesley Snipes, <laughs> it would have ended with six bullet holes in the fucking head. Like Christian Slater, I mean that's white privilege at its finest, uh, or you can call it white privilege, fame privilege, but it's not really fame privilege because I like, look at. I mean, if if fucking if Dr. Dre tried this, I mean he would have died in 1992. Like, it it would not have ended well. Christian Slater was, goddamn, tried to pull. He tried to fight the cops and then pull their gun. <laughs> 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 fucking nuts. Um, so, Christian Slater's on the list of people that could get me to start drinking again. Now, Nicolas Cage. So, Nicolas Cage. Um. I mean, everybody knows Nicolas Cage is out of his fucking mind. And there's all kinds of stories about him. I found a story that I had never heard about Nicolas Cage. So I knew the stories about like how he spent like fifty grand on two uh, king cobras and had them behind like bulletproof glass in his house, and he would sit in a red leather chair in the dark and just watch the cobras and drink wine. That's fucking odd. And that he spent, you know, like a million dollars on a giant, like T-Rex skull that I think ended up actually being stolen. So he had to give it back. <laughs> and he did. you don't get your money back from that one. Um, so, yeah, Nicolas Cage is, is fucking nuts. I did not know that. And Here's the story. That Nicolas Cage became infatuated with finding the Holy Grail purchasing two European castles for $10 million and $2.3 million, respectively. Similar to the character National Treasure, Cage became infatuated with the mythology surrounding the Grail and bought properties because his research led him to believe that they might house the Grail. (laughs) His quest led him to tasting the waters of the Chalice Well in Glastonbury and exploring Rhode Island. Like, the fucking Holy Grail that Jesus drank out of is going to be in fucking Providence. Um, When asked if he found the Grail... This is the best thing I've ever heard. When asked if he found the Grail, Cage said, What is the Grail but Earth itself? (laughs) What a fucking non-answer answer. So, I guess he found the Holy Grail. So, if anyone was still wondering... Where the Holy Grail is, fucking Nicolas Cage has it. Nicholas Cage spent $12.5 million on castles to find the Holy Grail. He has become his national treasure character. Fucking A. Then, this one is a little bit... Like, that's like kind of a lighthearted... You know, and look how goofy Nicolas Cage is. This one is a little rough. So... Nicholas Cage had bought a house in New Orleans and was partying with his wife. Cage allegedly got into a heated fight with his wife in a tattoo parlor. They took it to the street where he pushed her, proceeded to punch a bunch of cars, <laughs> which, you know, not a great matchup, um, and yelled at the police to arrest him. Which, you know, they um, had no problem doing so Nicholas Cage gets arrested for. Nicholas Cage gets arrested for punching a bunch of cars and his wife. The person who bails him out is Dwayne Dog, the bounty hunter, Chapman. <laughs> what the fuck? His bail was 11000 which seems like a pretty small amount. And to be honest, if I had $11,000 at that time, which I think this was back in like 2010, 2009 maybe. If I had eleven grand on me at that time, I 100% would have bailed Nicolas Cage out if on the promise that he let me just get trash with him and he has to like say a couple of lines from his movies. Put down the bunny. That would be one of them. <coughs> so, Nicolas Cage. Now, I'm going to do the last one. This one is almost more of an honorable mention because he's uh, dead. <laughs> but, so, you know, it couldn't actually happen. So, I guess I'll stay sober if this is, uh, you know, what it comes down to. But the craziest actor of all time. So, crazier than Christian Slater. Crazier than Nicolas Cage. Crazier than Brando, fucking ate himself to death, and you know apparently did some weird shit with Richard Pryor. Crazier than who else is a fucking crazy? Crazier than Tom Cruise, John Travolta, and their weird Scientology shit. Um, the craziest actor of all time is fucking Dennis Hopper. If, so, if you don't know who Dennis Hopper is, Dennis Hopper was in Easy Rider with Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson. That was probably like, well, he was in Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. And Dennis Hopper was like really good friends with James Dean. They like had an apartment together at one point, which means they probably fucked. Um, so, he was in Rebel Without a Cause. Then he was in Cool Hand Luke with um, Paul Newman. Uh, yeah, then Easy Rider, Apocalypse Now, Blue Velvet. What else is Dennis Hopper in? True Romance. So Dennis Hopper's a fucking incredible actor. But he is the craziest son of a bitch who's ever lived. Not even just actors. He might be the craziest person of all time. So Dennis Hopper, just to kind of, like, prove the point of how crazy Dennis Hopper is before I even tell, like, his stories. When Dennis Hopper... So Dennis Hopper knew Charles Manson, like, very well. Because... Charles Manson used to like run in those circles with like Dennis Hopper, David Crosby, Neil Young, um Terry Melcher, like all these people who were like big Laurel Canyon, LA, like kind of you know, artists. And Dennis Hopper is one of them. And Dennis Hopper knew Charles Manson like very well. And at one point, whenever they were filming Easy Rider, They actually went to Spawn Ranch, which is where the Manson family was like Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson went there because they wanted to film part of the movie at Spawn Ranch using the Manson family as like the girls who were in the scene. And they wanted to film like Dennis Hopper, who was directing the movie, wanted to film Charles Manson giving like his, you know, sermons basically and have that be like a big part of the movie. Then Charles Manson ended up like most of them ended up getting arrested for, um. Like, uh, there was, like, this big, like, bur- um, what is it called? Grand Theft, like, for auto burglary. There was, like, a big Grand Theft bus there. So, they didn't get to put him in the movie. When Manson gets arrested and, you know, is in prison, like, a couple years later, Dennis Hopper is, like, at, at one point is think, thinking about making a movie about him. And just about the whole scene. Or at least a documentary. So, he goes to prison and meets Charles Manson. When after they have their meeting, Charles Manson tells one of the guards, that's the craziest person I've ever met. (laughs) As a fucking Charles Manson tells the prison guard that Dennis Hopper is the craziest person he's ever met. (laughs) So that should already prove my fucking point about how crazy he is. But if you need more information, I will give it to you. So. Uh, oh, these are great too. Is so whenever they're filming Easy Rider <laughs> in like 1969. Um, so Hopper won, he so Hopper was playing LSD with like Peter Fonda, I, son of a bitch. Hopper was playing poker with Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson, and some other people, and he won some LSD in a poker game. He took the acid and while tripping shot a 357 into a tree thinking that it was a grizzly bear. (laughs) He then fled the scene, but eventually was arrested and put in the same jail where they were filming scenes for easy rider. (laughs) So that's a good one. Anytime you shoot a tree with a 357, 357 is a pretty strong ass gun. Anytime you shoot a 357 in a tree, because you think it's a grizzly bear, that's That puts you on a crazy meter for sure. Another story. So when Jack Nicholson, uh, Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda uh, were making Easy Rider, they were fucked up on drugs the whole time. And if you watch Easy Rider, all the scenes where they're dropping acid or doing drugs are all real. Like the scene where Peter Fonda is like fucking losing his mind at that cemetery. And Dennis Hopper is like fucking with him. It's because Peter Farnes really had taken an insane amount of LSD that Dennis Hopper kind of fucking dosed him with so that they could film the scene and he could, like, lose his mind during the scene. Probably not a great thing for a director to do, but not the worst thing a director's done to an actor. Uh, you know, Brett Ratner. Uh, so... um. So, while they're filming it, they're doing a fucking insane amount of drugs. They spend a lot of time at the headquarters of the production company where secretaries had specialized training to serve drugs to the actors. God, dude, the 60s were a different fucking time. Actually, probably not that different. I bet if you go into the Paramount Studios right now, there's bags full of fucking coke. Um, You know. I mean, Christian Slater is still making movies, so. (laughs) So, uh, one day... The three stars, so this is Jack Nicholson, Peter Fonda, and Dennis Hopper, <laughs> fuck. ended up snorting the remains of an executive's dead wife while looking for cocaine. <laughs> so they snorted some bitch's ashes. And it's as the wife of one of the studio executives of the production company that's fucking funding, funding the money for the movie. Jack Nicholson, Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper ended up snorting his wife's ashes. Okay, now, um, the last one. So this is when they're filming, um, Apocalypse Now, which, okay, so there's this documentary called Into the Heart of Darkness. So Apocalypse Now is based on this book, Heart of Darkness, by Joseph Conrad. Um, is directed by Francis Ford Coppola, has Martin Sheen, Dennis Hopper, Melo Brando, Harrison Ford, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, uh, What's the fucker's name? Robert Duvall. Bunch of like big ass actors are in it. And it was known for being one of the most like troubled filming experiences ever for any movie. Mostly because one, they're filming in the middle of the rainforest in the Philippines. It's fucking like in the middle of the summer, like blistering hot, humid. So people are passing out. Francis Ford Coppola dropped like 80 pounds while they're filming it. Martin Sheen had two heart attacks. Um, I think Francis Ford Coppola also had a heart attack. And then, you know, so there's all that stress. Then Marlon Brando shows up and makes things a million times worse. So Marlon Brando is supposed to be skinny because he's playing Colonel uh, Kurtz, who has been living in the jungle amongst these like native uh, Cambodians. And they like treat him as like a god. But he's supposed to be skinny. Because all he's been doing is eating fruit all the time. And Marlon Brando shows up. 100 pounds overweight. So now they have to film all the scenes in the dark. Where you can just see the outline of his face. And he didn't read the script. Didn't read the book. So now Francis Ford is having to hold up cue cards. With the lines. So that Marlon Brando can every once in a while look up. And say the lines. Which he doesn't even do. Marlon Brando is basically ad-libs. His entire role, like he just makes up everything and to show, I mean, really to show how good of an actor Marlon Brando is. And he is the greatest actor of all time. No fucking question. That's, I mean, you watch that movie and it's like, this might be the greatest acting of all time. And it was all made up on the spot, basically by a dude who was just some fat fuck who wouldn't lose any weight and not just wouldn't lose weight. He purposefully gained weight before he went just to be a dick. <laughs> and would like, you know, they are paying an insane amount of money to have Marlon Brando in this movie. And instead of like being a nice dude and, you know, knowing that. So like he's paid a certain amount of money for a certain amount of days. And that's how all actors are really like you paid for X amount of time for this amount of money. Then if you go over that and need them for an extra day or an extra two days, the like penalty payment is fucking astronomically high. Marlon Brando's was higher than like any other actors. So Marlon Brando knowing this and knowing that the like production is like fucked because they're having to give so much money to him. And now they can't and like all the actors took massive pay cuts and they're famous people at Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen were hugely famous actors and they get paid like basically nothing for this movie because Marlon Brando's in it for six minutes. Marlon Brando would spend like three days just re just talking with Francis Ford Coppola about like, you know, why would I say this? Why would I say that? Like shit that makes no difference. Like one of the most like like it, I mean, like you watch the documentary into the hard darkness and see Francis Ford Coppola is like pulling his fucking hair out because he's like, This fat bastard won't just like he won't go on screen he won't sit he will not be in front of the camera until he has these like two-day conversations about a single line that's written there and they're getting like right to the point where they're gonna have to start paying him like a million dollars a day and then you know they knock it all out so but for fuck's sake like so no wonder francis for had a heart attack and lost 80 pounds so all that to be said and robert duvall's apparently fucking nuts while they were filming it all a bunch of shit but the craziest person on the set of that movie was Dennis Hopper. So Dennis Hopper was playing this guy, a photographer, journalist, like photojournalist, who is in the movie supposed to be coked out of his mind. So the way that they made Dennis Hopper so good at playing a guy coked out of his mind is by giving him an endless supply of coke. Because they're, Cam- they're in the Philippines, it's like super easy for them to get cocaine, like really cheap. So, this is the um, the quote. Dennis recounted the story to um, where Francis came to him and said, what can I do to help you play this role? Francis For Coppola, that's Francis. What can I do to help you play this role? Dennis said, about an ounce of cocaine. So, he was being supplied by the film production drugs that he could use while shooting. So, that's a fucking hell of a demand to say... <laughs> Like, oh, you know, on top of the money that you're already paying me, I need a constant supply of Coke. And when you watch and just watch the movie, he is coked out of his mind. But also, you know, he could just be Dennis Hopper. So those are the people that it would take for me to start drinking again. Dennis Hopper's dead, so that ain't going to happen unless I get a Ouija board. (laughs) Um so, Nicholas Cage, Christian Slater, Sean Penn, if you're out there, well, you are out there, I mean, technically, but if anyone can find a way to get this to the. I will get off the wagon. So, that will end the Christmas Day spectac- <laughs> spectacular. I talked about Christmas for about two minutes. That's probably good enough. Well, Felice Dodd. And happy fucking Hanukkah. Shabbat Shalom.